Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. We want to thank you for being with us today as we go into the study of the Word of God. I'm going to give you two ways to connect with us. First, you can reach us at pastoreric523 at gmail.com. That's pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Or you may write us at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Again, that's Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. And today we're going to continue in our series um, as we've been talking about having uh, the mind and the ability to confess the Word of God. And that ability means that I can read it, I can speak, and our, and our confessing, it means that I take the Word. I take the Word of God and speak it through my lips. It's, it's good to, uh, to hear the Word and hear, and, and, and the Bible says, how can they hear without a preacher? How can he preach unless he be sent? But it's up to, up to us as hearers of the Word to not only to hear it from the preacher, but read it from the Bible and also speak the Word of God. For God's Word is voice activated. And when I talk about uh, confession, that means that I am declaring a truth. And when we're speaking about the Bible, we're taking God's word and we're applying it to, um, it's like uh, taking a rifle. Uh, there are different kinds of guns. I don't know how much you know about uh, guns, but uh, if you take a rifle, you're going to be shooting at a specific target. If you take a shotgun, it has many pellets in it. You know, it makes a wide pattern. Okay. But when you have a rifle, you are, you are putting a scope, you're putting the bullseye or the crosshairs on your specific uh, target, and you're firing at that. And so when I'm talking about confession and what we're going to uh, just take these few minutes to talk about today is that we're taking the word, and today our target is going to be fear. I'm going to speak on it uh, for a few minutes, and then I'm just going to simply read the word. And as you soak into this, and I pray that you would write these scriptures down as I now give every uh, scripture as we go through these, and that you too would take these and either write them out or uh, uh, log them on your computer or on your phone. And then when you have sufficient time, just take these words and you speak them over yourself. Record yourself speaking them. Um, and then as you're walking or going about your daily uh, duties where you're driving in the car or you just uh, in your quiet time, just hear these words spoken with your voice in your ear as you meditate on the word of God and just let that word, because the word of God starts on the inside out. It works on the inner man, that uh, that soulless man where our mind, will, and emotion, where we are coming into alignment. Because remember, we, our, um, our uh, spirit, as Second Corinthians talks about, how that we are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all have become new. The new man, that, that spirit man, he is perfect and entire, wanting nothing. But that soulless man, our mind, will, and emotion, that's the one that must be fed. That part of us, that, that soulless part of us, must be fed the word of God. And then you know we have this outside man, the, the flesh. And see, the flesh is going to go with the majority. If your spirit has been renewed, if uh, uh, if, if, if you have fed yourself the word of God, then that soul, that, that uh, flesh brother, he's going to go with you. It's going to take time. It's not an overnight process. You can be saved in an instant. But, when, but the renewing of your mind and then turning yourself and, and through uh, 
reading the word, through meditating on the word, bringing your flesh under subjection with uh, fasting and prayer. All of these things are uh, bullets that we put into our chamber. And so as we are uh, directing ourselves and uh, allowing the word of God to change the inside man, that's what we want. We want our soulish man to feast on the word of God, to, to hear God's word. And so uh, I like to use that example. Uh, whatever happens, when somebody poke you, the word of God comes out. You know, you pinch me. I'm going to speak the word of God. And I've had uh, some funny instances. Maybe I'll talk, talk about them one day. But uh, some time when things have happened, and unconsciously, uh, with even without me thinking, the word of God came out because I was studying the word. I was, uh, uh, what was inside of me came out. And so as I, again, as we study today, as we go into this word, we're going to concentrate first on fear. And that's going to be the, the, uh, the uh, capture if I put anything on this today. In this, in this teaching will be how to deal with fear. How to deal with fear. And when we talk about uh, fear, we know uh, a, a saying or a definition of fear is the false evidence appearing real. And I might have said that a, a time or two, but it is. That's what fear. Most of the times if we hear something that startles us and, you know, the, the, the subconscious, if we have allowed our conscious to be constantly fed, all the things that's on the news, all the things we hear on the radio, all, all in the newspapers and the me news media, uh, all in the, on the Internet, you know, we're in times where there's wars going over in Europe, where there's fear of the Third World War coming and the entire world being destroyed. We just come through uh, another phase of uh, COVID-19, and I hear now that there's another phase coming on. And these are times when the enemy, Satan, will come and, and attack our minds with fear and tell us that, hey, you might have made it through this first phase, but oh, how do how you know you're going to make it through, this, through the second one? And then bring on all those fears about uh, you being in the hospital, you're sick, you're on a breathing apparatus, you're, uh, you know, you're in your home, you may be single or, or, or living by yourself, and now so who's going to see about you? What's going to happen to you if you get sick? What's going to happen if are you going to lose your job, lose your house, lose your car? You know, your family's going to be destroyed. Nobody's going to come see about you. All of these things Satan desires to bring upon us. But Jesus told us to fret not yourself. Do not fret yourself about tomorrow. For the tomorrow has its own evil. It has its own uh, uh, situation that we have to face. On, uh, for me, tomorrow is Friday. Friday has its own issues. What the Lord wants me to concentrate on today is living for him, receiving his love today, and just knowing that, as Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the world. Another version that says it's the end of the age. No, and even in death, we have the confidence to know that as he was with me in life, so shall he be with me in death. And that if I continue on in his love, have I received what he sent to me and how God has, has, has given me this privilege and given all of us as believers what a great privilege it is to know Jesus Christ as our Savior. What a privilege it is to know that he's ever with us and that you know, uh, uh, God doesn't base his love for me on how I act. 
God doesn't base his love for me on uh, whether or how much I gave in the offering or how much, you know, how much Bible did I know? Did I read my, my, my five chapters? Did I read my 10 verses? Did I memorize uh, so many verses today or, you know, or all of those things? How much long did I pray? Did I pray an hour? Did I pray my 15 minutes? Did I have my devotion? That doesn't change God's love for you. God loved you before you became a believer. He knew you. He knew all of your hangups. He knew all of your, the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So God didn't wait for you to love him. He first loved us. He first loved me. And if he could love me when I was, un, when I was unlovable, when I didn't know anything and only cared about myself, and he loved me then, then how much more would he love me now that I realize that, with, that, that Christ is my hope, that Jesus is my Savior, and that he's ever with me and for me? So again, now, as we begin to go into this, I'm going to do reading today. I'm not going to do um, any preaching on this. And I want you to know, again, I want to reiterate this as we go into reading these scriptures, that the word of God is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Even if the Bible says it goes on down to the, uh, the, the joints and the marrows of the bone, even unto the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's what the word of God is able to do. And that's, my, uh, that's just my paraphrasing of it. But it's over in the book of Hebrews, how it talks about the power that's in the word of God. The Bible is the most uh, criticized, it's the most read, it's the most analyzed book of all time. Of all the books that have been written, this book, this Bible, was God kept and he inspired holy men to write it. This book has been kept and preserved and, 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 and kept for our day. And as the world lasts, it's going to be kept until generations, until Christ comes again. But I want you to know, and the value that we must place on the word of God is that it must be in our heart, not the book. You know, the Bible is more than, you know, you can carry a book around in, uh, for the, for, you can put it, may have it as your pillow. You can put it on your coffee table. You can ride it around your car. You can put it on your CDs or a flash drive or however you want to have it. You can have it on your phone, whatever you want to can imagine. But unless it gets into your heart, and, and into your mouth, the Bible does no good. You can burn it. You can cut it up. You can, uh, whatever, you can uh, put it through your shredder. All of those things. You cannot destroy the word of God. It's about the value that I place on the word. is will determine the effect that it has in my life. The value that I place on the word of God will determine the effect that it has on our life. So today now, as I begin to read this, we're going to read some of the scriptures. And again, I pray that you would uh, write, some, write them down. Take your time out. This is not all the scriptures that I, that's in the Bible on fear. But these are just ones that I was motivated to, to write down. And I pray it's a blessing to you. So our subject today is how to deal with fear. As I read these scriptures, and I pray you will take them, you'll write them down, and you will meditate them yourself. Be blessed. First Chronicles, 28th chapter, 20th verse. Be strong and of good courage, and do not fear. Fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. 
until thou hast finished all the work of the service of the house of the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves and stand ye still. See the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. For tomorrow, go out against him, for the Lord will be with you. Psalms 46, verse 2. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah. Psalms 56, 4. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh shall do unto me. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 41.13 For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Isaiah 44, 8. Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time, and have declared it? Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Isaiah 51, 7. Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law. Fear ye not the reproach of men, neither ye be ye afraid of their reveling. Isaiah 54.14 In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Numbers 23.19 God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Daniel 10.19 and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened, and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 10, verse 26. Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. Matthew chapter 10, 28. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to restore both soul and and body in hell. Matthew 10.29 Are not two sparrows sold for a fathering, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are more value than many sparrows. Matthew chapter 28, verse 5 And the angel said unto the woman, Fear ye not, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. 
and he is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Luke 1.11 And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias, Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacchaeus, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Luke one thirty, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Luke chapter 2 verse 9 and lo, the angel of the Lord came up upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Luke eight forty nine. And while he yet spake, there came, there came one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Luke twelve thirty one. But seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Acts twenty seven twenty three. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Romans 8.15 For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Second Timothy 1 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Hebrews 13 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love, but without love, but perfect love, casteth out fear, because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Revelation 1.17 And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of death and of hell. And I pray you has written down those scriptures and, and would re, uh, review this teaching today. And before we close, I just want to say and just give a personal testimony, letting you know that I wrote these scriptures down about uh, two years ago when I got a bad report from the doctor and, and, and about things that was going on within me and 
how this many of my uh, uh, vital signs were just off the chart. And one of them, uh, they told me that Mr. Hubbard, that we don't understand how your your, uh, your enzymes could be this high. And, and I looked at them and I just couldn't, you know, I didn't believe it either. But yet, no fear. And when fear came to my mind and wanted to take me into that direction about all the things that could happen, and my blood pressure went here, and these things, and you know, just, you know, when you hit, get a report, and when I got home, before I got home, I just knew I had to trust God because they had no medication for me. And the doctor just said, well, just, we need to just make sure, you know, that, you, you, that, that maybe this is an off reading. And so I came home and I just got into my word. I got into the word of God. And the one thing I went to, I didn't look up all the things that would cause my enzyme to go up, that my blood pressure and all those things that were going off the chart. I just realized I need to get in the word. I need to get steadfast in it and listen to and hear and receive God's instruction. I'll never tell anyone, you know, not to take medicine or, or don't, uh, you know, don't follow your doctor's orders because I believe that many, those doc, there are doctors that will call into that profession and who care for their patients. And many of them are believers and they want to see people well and offer medication, all those things. But what I had to do, I had to get a word from the Lord for me. I had to get it for Eric. And that's what I did was, again, I looked up and what the Lord had told me prior to this, prior to all of this, he had told me some months before, he said, he said, Eric, you're going to have to deal with fear because the Lord saw these things coming. And when they arrived, that thing that he told me came back to my mind. And as I've learned over time, many times we think that fear, fear's opposite is faith. But the opposite of fear is love. Because the Bible says, perfect love casts out all fear. When we begin to receive God's love and we uh, just uh, allow the love of God to be manifested in us, knowing that there is nothing on this world, in this world or in the world to come that is more powerful than not only the word of God, because God is his word. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Psalms 138 says that he magnifies his, his word above his name. God cares more about his word than he does about his name. And so I learned to say, okay, I've got to get into the scripture. I've got to get a word for this situation because there for every situation that we face, for everything we go through, there is a word from the Lord if we'll only take the time and dig it out. So see, I had, I had time to do this. And so that's what I spent my time on. Yes, I was working. Yes, I had to go about my daily duties. I had other things that I had to take care of. But I also, in the, in the morning times, I began to get into the word. In the evening time, when I had free time, I began to get into the word, meditate on what I had read. And then these scriptures, and, I'll, and prayerfully, I'll, we'll, uh, before we end this series on, uh, on confessing the word of God, I'll talk more about, uh, as, about how as the Lord began to speak to me, how I began to take these scriptures. Not only did I, I think I wrote them down. Um, I could have put them on the, on the computer, but I felt like that it would be more beneficial to me. I wrote them all out longhand. I uh, read them before bed. And then I would take those same scriptures and I just recorded myself. I took my phone. I uh, uh, recorded myself reading every one of these scriptures. And every night before I went to bed, 
I read it. I, I uh, put them on in my ear and I went to sleep hearing the word of God. I was determined I was going to get the word of God in my heart and that it was going to be resident in me. And I was coming against fear. And one of the things I knew as I began to study the scriptures, to uh, get into the word of God, then more things came to me. And one day I was walking, I was coming back home. And I remember coming across the bridge just down the street from me. And I heard the scripture out of uh, Galatians 3.20. As he talked at uh, Galatians 2.20, it talks about how that uh, Christ died for us. Yet not I, but yet I live. But the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. And that scripture came alive to me as I I had walked a mile down. I was coming back home and it came alive to me, that portion, that I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son of God. It became alive in me. And the thought came, was there ever a time when Jesus spoke the word and it didn't come to pass? There is no place written where it's no place written or recorded. When Jesus spoke, the the, the manifestation of what he spoke came to pass. And so this is what, beloved, I'm, I brought this to you today. And I pray it's been a blessing to you. And I pray that if anyone who heard me today, if you're not saved, I pray for you even now. That, Father, for any of those who may be going through anything, whether they're not saved, I pray as, we, as they would follow with me in this prayer. Father, Lord, you know my heart. Today I come to you lost. But now, Lord God. I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. I receive him, Lord, and I believe that he came and bled and died for me. I believe he rose again on the third day. And I believe, Lord, that he receives me now as a son, as a daughter of God. And I now, Lord, am a part of the family of God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. For I confess the Lord Jesus with my mouth. And today I am saved. I am on my way to heaven and I am secure in knowing that you love me. And I also pray for any of those who may be sick today. I want to tell you by the power of God that resides on in, in me, just one drop of Jesus' blood is enough to heal any cancer, to heal any heart, to any, any broken heart, any troubled heart, any heart disease, anything that may be affecting your body, the word of God and your faith in that word is able to bring you out and to heal you. And as the scripture says, and make you every whit. In other words, from the, from the very top of your head to the soles of your feet, Jesus is able to give you not only a complete healing, but as you progress in God, he will, can give you a divine and allow you to walk in divine health. I pray in Jesus' name and speak to every heart. In Jesus' name, that heart that is troubled, Lord, I pray. Jesus, you said in, in uh, the book of Isaiah 26, 3, he said, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. I declare peace, Lord. Peace in that heart, Lord God. Not only in that heart, God, but I pray, Lord, that the enemies that may come against them, Lord, you said that if a man ways please the Lord, even his enemies shall be at peace with them. I pray that there'll be peace in that home, Lord. Peace on the job, O oh Lord God. Peace for them as they drive, O oh Lord, and that you will surround them as you've with, with, with peace, God, and with affirmation, Lord God, and manifestation 
of what you have for them, letting them know that you are with them in everything that they put their hands to. We pray these things in Jesus' name and thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and you are here with them today as you are with me. I pray you join us again in Journeys in Grace. It's Pastor Eric Hubbard. Be blessed until we meet again. Amen.